No intro. All right. No, I'm I'm, I'm skipping the intro. Um, well, you know what? Welcome to Texans Unfiltered. James is here somewhere. He's hiding. I'm just throwing away the intro. Like right now, we need we need a new intro. I've asked a couple of weeks back. I'll continue to ask. If you are good at making those intros, send me a message. Um, let me send me a message on Twitter. It's John A. Wade with the number three. Um, of course, we want to compensate y'all. We're not looking for anything free, but we need an intro. We need a better intro, uh, one that more fits the times. Granted, right now, I don't know if anything's going to fit this current team because the way Nick C- is going, I mean, the whole roster is going to be overhauled here by the end of next week. I mean, just put Deshaun as the uh, as the main the main attraction. <sighs> oh man, you know what's wrong with, what's that? Wrong with that? Well, do we have to talk about football? I mean, did you watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That was pretty good. No, that was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed WandaVision. Are we are we live? We are live. We are totally live. Oh, oh there's the comments. I, I couldn't see him for a second there. I'm like as like a I'm like a a visitor, I guess. I don't have the aspect of being able to like click and add the the best comments and all that stuff. But um no, Falcon Winter Soldier was great. Um <clears throat> WandaVision was awesome. Uh, they just pushed back Black Widow to July 9th today, and it'll be out on uh, and it'll be out on uh, uh, July Disney Plus. Plus. Disney Plus. I, think it was, I thought it was July 9th. Oh, July 9th. Okay, I, I could be completely wrong here. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and then the rockets are trash. I mean, you could go a good 15 minutes about just gloating on that, right? The Rockets are yeah, absolute uh, trash. I mean, they won a game, so you can't say they're too bad now, right? Uh, you know, after the twenty-one. So, um, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, as soon as I do that, Cody, Cody gets in the slack and, <laughs> and lets these emotions go. Um, that's that's kicking a horse wallet or whatever they say, whatever it is, while they're down. I'm I'm not going to do that. The Rockets fans have been through enough. Um, there's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could at, do. At this point, I was actually at this point, I was actually disappointed that we won because it just needs to be full on tank. Like get in the lottery. Um, granted, I think that's pretty much a given at this point. Like don't even win. Like don't win. We we need somehow to get a good player because yeah, they're <clears throat> it's just a bad situation. And you know if we if we talk about it, maybe Cody would appear to kind of yell at us and add some drama. Kind of a. a kind of help us avoid the topic that I really don't want to talk about. Um, I, was well, tipped talk off about last, I was tipped off last week. Um, I was so sick. That's why there was not a show last week. I'm like, I'm not talking about this. I, I don't care. Like I, I, I did not want to go into it. It was too early. And I am now come around to facing the facts that we, we're going to have to talk about it. How can you talk about the Texans without talking about it? So let's start with it. Um, Let's start with it because I think that so the, in in 2021 there's a line for everything. There's a line for everything. You can't cross the line. You can't say your opinion without being canceled. You can't state facts without somebody trying to rebuttal your facts. Um, in 2021, you cannot say what you think and it just be accepted or, you know, you know, looked at as a conversation piece or anything like that. Whatever you say, you're either offending a certain group um, or, you know, whatever, you're just pissing off 
people, right? I just saw I went and saw Dave Chappelle last week uh, in Austin, and it was awesome. But as a lot of people know, if you're a Chappelle fan, which I'm, I'm a diehard fan, he's had this battle with the transgender community for about five years now. It's a thing. He makes, but Dave Chappelle kind of makes fun of everybody. You can catch a slug if for if you're in the gay community, straight community, women, men, white men, black men, Hispanics, Asians, doesn't matter. You're gonna catch a, a stray from Dave Chappelle, no matter where you are, who you are, what culture you are, all of that stuff. Um, you're you're gonna catch one. And he was talking about transgenders, and he actually had a surprise show in San Francisco that he had. Uh, that he didn't realize he was going to do. He just woke up and did it. And he had this friend that was a transgender comic and he had her opening for him and she sucked. She was awful. He, he roasted her. It, it was just a terrible, terrible thing. And um, eventually though, she, she caught her groove after he came on and they became, you know, really, really, really good friends. And then the transgenders uh, community came after Dave Chappelle and she stood up for him on one tweet and said, something about how great he's been to her and how he's always seen her as a, as a person and never anything else. And they killed her online for it. That next day that she jumped off a building and killed herself, her own community bashed her so badly for defending somebody who has treated her like a human being that she decided to kill herself. Dave Chappelle lost one of his better friends because her own community could not support, support her own ideas and opinions. That is what the world has turned to. Um, and in this episode, we are going to have hard conversations that are just opinions. There's no facts about it. There's nothing else. It's just an opinion based. I don't know anything more than what you guys know, maybe a little bit because I've done some digging and I've talked to some people, not like, uh, on the Deshaun side. I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't talked to Brian. I haven't talked to David. I haven't talked to Quincy. Um, I did send Quincy an email to try to get Tyrod Taylor on the show, but I have not spoken to anybody about this. Um, but I have reached out to some masseuses who have worked with Deshaun in the past, have been regulars with Deshaun, so I kind of have their idea. But I want to preface this by saying that these are opinions. We are allowed to have them. They are not up for debate. My opinion is my opinion. John's opinion is John's opinion. If you don't like it, kick rocks. That's all there is to it. Or just enjoy the good conversation and the debate about it and listen to two different sides of the argument. John, anything you want to add before we start to have that conversation? Not that I'm ex not that I'm exactly thrilled to have it. Um, Got to also preface that neither me nor James are lawyers in any form or fashion. Um, we get fed a lot of bullshit from all from all directions sometimes because people people sometimes just want to put that out there. I guess um, I don't I don't really know why. Honestly, we love y'all, so apparently people think that we know something i guess i don't know so we'll have our conversation i i'm i've got a feeling that we may come down on different sides we may even get mad at each other end of the day we're still going to be mm -hmm. bros end of the day these are our own opinions and that's all they really are yeah and i'm going to also say this sexual assault rape mis sexual misconduct of any uh, of a of a female or a male or anybody else is never to be tolerated, never should be okay. I don't give a, a, a shit who you are, what your stature is, what you've done for a city. Uh, it, it is never okay for anybody to sexually assault anybody. Um, they're, they're, it's not okay, no matter what. So I want to make sure that we say that because 
what I'm going to say will likely piss off a lot of people. And that's fine. I'm here to take that. Uh, it's my opinion, so that's okay. But um, there, I guess we start now. Do we start now? Well, Pat just texted me saying he's about to hop on. So if we start now, he'll probably tell interrupt. Him, tell him to start. Tell him to come on at, in 20 minutes when we're done with this. You know what? We can make him just sit in the waiting room. Yeah, just tell him that we're going to have this conversation, and then we'll have the conversation that he wants to have about Deshaun. All right. Okay. So I say this to say that I am I am sensitive to people who have had sexual assault, rape, um, in, in any sexual misconduct. I feel sorry for you. I have a daughter. Um, this these types of situations. My daughter uh, I idolizes Deshaun Watson. Uh, she calls him Bay. She's been the she's one of his biggest cheerleaders. She she loves Deshaun. Um, and you know this this sucked for her. But um, sexual misconduct and and all of that it's awful. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. But other parts of this story are extremely terrible, terrible, terrible. So in case you've been living under a rock for the last, I think, seven days. Yeah, about seven days. Came out Tuesday, late Tuesday night. Um, and, you know, everybody was kind of shocked. Uh, we'll get into the theatrics of the attorney representing the plaintiffs, uh, because I do think that's part of the story that should also be discussed. Uh, but. Deshaun Watson, as of tonight, has 16 civil suits filed against him for sexual misconduct with uh, masseuses he has contacted. Uh, actually, I'm going to say this. Supposedly contacted through IG for a, mas for a massage. Um, these are not facts yet. Uh, these are just allegations. Um, so they can say that uh, that's how they were contacted. They can say all sorts of things. To be honest with you, we don't really know the truth of it yet. We do know that one of them have, has already basically been shot down completely, um, and that one is is pretty much ruled out at this point, um, given that what Brian did today. But so we say that so you guys have an understanding and a and and a, and a um, uh, kind of a backstory on what brought us to the conversation today with everything that is going on with Deshaun Watson. Okay, it is. Uh, awful. Deshaun is definitely at fault for quite a bit of things. Um, and I think I'll probably stop there, John, and I'll let you talk a little bit before I start to give my opinion and thoughts on, on everything else. I'm at the point where, I mean, this does not, I mean, it doesn't look good for Deshaun. Like there is no if and or buts around it. Like even best case scenario, even best case scenario for Deshaun, Deshaun did some sketchy shit. He really did. Going on Instagram, pulling these women in for, for massages or whatnot. And I'd even argue with what Brian put out that saying that the one was consensual. She was asking for money just to go away. I would even argue at that point, it's kind of similar that, I mean, you've been in management. I've been in management. We've had those HR talks. There is absolutely no way that a manager and an employee can have a relationship. Somebody has to leave their position because it's always on unequal foot, footing because of power dynamics. I would say in his case as a fa famous person, like it's very, very similar. He's a one-on-one -on -one situation and if he comes on to somebody, he puts them in a, in, in a bad spot. Whether or not he thinks it's consensual, whether or not he even realizes he's doing something wrong, I would actually go there. Um, and 
honestly, at, with this many, to me, like I could be completely wrong. I'm not a lawyer, and I think that we have to kind of wait for more more stuff to come out. But when there's 20 women, who's to say that 20 women's opinions are any less valid than the, the one guy? And it's always something in the middle. It is always something in the middle. But this is with this situation and the way that it is like that middle is, is not good. And if he's going in and he's having, con even if it's consensual relationships with some masseuses, he's going into that opinion that he's going to hook up with a masseuse or that's on the table, that it's not a heat of the moment. It's not a passionate thing. Like that's something that's already out there and as an opinion for him. And I'm saying this almost fighting back emotions because I don't want this to be true. Like I read that article that came out from San Francisco that was saying that we don't want it to be true because Deshaun is supposed to be a good, it's supposed to be a good guy. He's supposed to be a good guy. That's what we all hope. That's what we've all seen, but we don't, but we don't know him. And it's just such a horrible messed up situation. Top to bottom. Deshaun should have never put himself in a position where he could be accused of any of this. He never should have done that. And I know you've got a, a lot of points out there that I'm going to let you discuss, and I don't want to shoot them down before you get a chance to say them. But ultimately, this comes down to, regardless <clears throat> of anything, Deshaun should have never put himself in this situation. I agree 100%. And I think that's the one part that, that really bothers me the most. I mean, obviously, yes, the sexual assault and all of that, that really bothers me as well. But the fact that he has these resources, he has his people, he has the ability to maneuver through not having to use Instagram for masseuses. Now, we don't know that they were masseuses. Yes, to George's point, we don't know if they were masseuses. We don't know the, con the, the construct of the conversation. We don't know what was agreed upon. We don't know any of this stuff. <clears throat> Technology will be probably the biggest part in this entire case. Uh, we will have a true understanding because there is a paper trail for everything. Uh, you can undelete, uh, you can unsend a message, but the other person can still see it. Um, screenshots, screen recordings. Uh, there's just so many different things that go into it. I will say this, though, and a lot of you, are, there's already some of you in the comments. For every person that believes the women, and I'm not saying the women aren't wrong. The women could, could definitely have a case and this definitely could have happened. But for all of you that say, why would 22 women do this? <clears throat> why can't the one person also be telling the truth? If you can justify saying that 22 people are coming together and lying, why can't the one person also receive that same benefit of the doubt? Okay, they're, they're, they're the same thing. So you can't sit here and tell me 22 people, it's guaranteed too bad. There's nothing you can do. What about the women? You have to have, if you're going to do that, you have to be willing to have the conversation about the person who's also being accused. Because as of right now, none of it is facts. So you can't have the conversation saying this side, that side. You can't. You can have your opinion and I can have mine and they can be different and that's okay. But at the end of the day, I, I, I've seen all the stats. I've read all of them, 95%. There's still 5%. Do you know how big this world is? Do you know how many times these cases come up? Like there, there's so many other parts of this that people can pull from. You can make a statistic for anything. It doesn't mean that that's always the case. 
So what I'm trying to say is for everybody that says the women are, 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 are telling the truth. You have to listen to the people that believe that Deshaun is telling the truth as well. Now I'll say this. I believe that this is, I believe this is a, this is not, they are, it's extortion. It's truly what I believe. And I'm not trying to dismiss anybody, but that's what I believe. I believe a lot of that because of the lawyer, him going to David and Brian in February and wanting to settle out of court. But then when he submits all these these case filings, he says that it's not about money and he's filing for the minimum. If that was the case, then why are you filing for the minimum? And why did you try to settle out of court beforehand? Those two don't coincide for me, and I don't understand it. Um, there's just other parts of it. He doesn't know who Cal McNair is. You do. You know exactly who Cal McNair is. You know who Bob is because you literally posted a billboard trying to convince them to draft Johnny Manziel. So you're a fan. You're not just some lawyer. You're a fan of the team to the point to where you spent $22,000 to post a billboard wanting Johnny Manziel drafted. Thank God they didn't listen to you, but you had that. <clears throat> I think also with the accusations and today with Rusty Harden and Brian Bernie, look, Brian did a signed affidavit. So here's what a lot of people are. are they're like, well, Brian can say what he wants. He can, he can do it. He has a signed affidavit. It becomes a legal document in court that can be used as perjury. He's basically committing perjury if he is lying in this signed affidavit. So if he's lying, he's going to jail. Brian has kids and a wife. Why would he go down that path? For what? He's obviously had that conversation. or else, it, And he was able to detail it to a T. He was even able to pick out the specific case filing tied to this individual. So he has a recollection of the conversation. So at the what I think it is, is I do think it's extortion. I do think that there is a group aspect to this. I think everybody saw an opportunity to get rich. I think when the lawyer turned this into a social media post and spread the word and send it out to outlets and did everything he could, that to me screams attention tied to the fact that all his posts are about him. They're not even about the women. Yeah, he throws a sentence one or two times in where he says it's very brave for a woman to do it and agreed 100%. It is a it is an extremely brave thing for a woman to do. But then he rattles on for a paragraph and a half about himself. I just can't get behind the fact that this guy, this lawyer, Tony Busby, is representing these women for the betterment of the world. I can't. You know, and if he wasn't, if, was, black, if he was, let me say this last thing and then I'll let you, if he was not black, this would not be a story as big as it is now. We did not have any of this the way that we are now when Ben went through it. Ben raped a woman and is playing in the league. So go ahead, John. There, There's a difference. Okay. There's a there's there's 
a big difference there. Um, it's the 20 plus at this time. And that's the issue. And ultimately, I don't know who's telling himself, who's telling the truth. It's like, how did Deshaun put himself in a situation where he could be accused by 20 women? And there's always levels of understanding that as, as men, we probably can't get. There's levels of when there's a reason why every one of those briefs talked about the power dynamics. So it's everything you just said, like I get where you're coming from. And honestly, one of the biggest problems is the lawyer that the women are using, he's, he's an asshole. Other lawyers even call him an asshole. When I texted a lawyer friend, he said, hey, at, but hey, assholes get legit cases too. The guy's, the guy's tactics, very, very strange. What he should have done is, I hate to quote somebody, but any lawyer worth their salt has a handful of media they can cultivate relationships. When you got a banger, you, fire a ver you file a very fact-specific complaint and tip them off that it's filed. It's a public record at that point, and they can run with it. Plus, you give them a scoop, other outlets will pick it up after, and they'll be appreciative and owe you. And you low key. So yes, that is an absolute concern. Absolute concern. That lawyer is an asshole. That lawyer is an idiot. But 2022, I've lost count of how many women. That's, that's the issue. That is absolutely the issue. Because It's just at that point, it, it, it's what's the uh, the thing out there um, about John, are you an John. asshole if five people call you an asshole? That's you what have I'm to saying. It's proven guilty. And I hate to say it, what's the difference between believing one versus 22? 22. There's more versus one. And there's levels of belief. There's absolute levels of belief. Like there's still like Deshaun absolutely can believe he did nothing wrong. He couldn't believe that he seduced every single woman that it was always consensual. He can absolutely believe that in his heart. But there is a power power dynamic there that, that exists. There absolutely does. And he shouldn't have been in that situation. He just shouldn't have been in that situation. I agree. And but to say, and to just quickly address it before I, and just to kind of address like, no, the Texans are not behind this. Kyle, Cal McNair, we are giving him, he's Tommy boy. We've all, we already know he's a dumbass. There's no way he'd be able to come up with a, a conspiracy like this. This is too big of a conspiracy and it would, it would contain so much. So there'd be so many paths to be able to actually find out that the Texans are behind this. There's no way if that's the case that they walk away from this crystal clear. There's just no way they can't. There, there's just it's it's impossible. So that narrative needs to die. That's like the dumbest narrative I've ever heard in my life. One, the Texans ruin his trade value. Why would they do that? Why why would they do that? They want him on the team. This doesn't help. This doesn't make it any easier. Let's say let's say Deshaun did none of this. You think he still wants to be in Houston where this is tied to his name forever? No, no. So there, there's no way that any of that is the case. But in this culture, we've seen also like future flies out in IG model 
three or four times a week to fuck them. Nobody ever gives a shit about that. Well, like, here's it, the problem. It's, it's a part of the culture. Done that. Deshaun should have done that. Maybe like, he there's, did. There's, Maybe there's he women did. Out there that he could have. But these are Maybe he did. masseuses, like estheticians. Like, like, why didn't he just go with the ones who were already game for it? Like, there's plenty of them out there. But how do we know that he didn't, I guess is my point. How do we know that now all of a sudden it's they've all had consensual sex? Like, they're saying, like, Vanessa Richardson came out and said there are multiple women that have filed suits with him that have had consensual sex with Deshaun. But they had a problem touching his dick? Are you kidding me? That's a part of having sex. A lot of times the woman touches the dick to do it. I, I, this this whole thing stinks, dude. It's, it's insane it's awful. to me. It is absolutely insane. I absolutely agree with you. It's completely and totally agree that it is absolutely insane. But that kind of goes back towards it. Like, I, when their defense is, oh, I didn't know her, and now it's changed to from I didn't know her to, well, I knew her, but she was consensual. Like, that's, that's a pretty quick turnaround already. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, we're not going to know for a long time. This is going to be. I can't a... wait for this 30, 30 for 30. If it like, becomes I'm one. Sick, I, I'm sick to my stomach about this, but you know it's going to be a documentary at some sort at some point. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean, it is. Either, it's going to be either, a either way, either way it goes, whether he's guilty or not guilty, this will be a 30 for 30 no matter what. Yeah, no doubt. No matter what. But I will say this. If they, if it, if it, if somehow it is proven that he is not guilty, all twenty-two women should go to jail. If there's if there's a way to prove it, they should go to jail. And if That's Deshaun one is thing guilty, that I would would add on to your question earlier. These twenty-two women, they more or less have thrown away their lives. Like this is going to ruin them just as much as it's going to ruin Deshaun. How they're all they're all anonymous. Nobody Do even knows you look who they at are. Your, it's gonna get out. No, it's, it's not. It's gonna get out. These you, their you, names are. They always do. They always do. They always get out. I don't, and I you don't, look don't at how divided Twitter is. You look how divided people are. This is gonna haunt them. Like this is this is a pretty big deal for them to come. Like this isn't. There is no benefit from this. We'll see. Uh, I mean, Rusty Harden asked for the names, and he wasn't able to get them. All right. You ready to let Pat on? Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear Pat poke holes in, in, uh, in uh, John, Jonathan McLean. Hi. Hi, Hi. Sweet Pea. Long time no that see. Was, uh, it's been a while, yeah. That was, um, that was an interesting segment to sit behind the scenes and watch y'all go crazy about. Um, but I want to, I want to touch on one thing before I go on to the next part. No, get uh, on to all of it, Pat. I want it all. You need everything okay. you put in the Slack today needs to come out today. Okay. So wait, what I miss? You should have been in the Slack. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Some of us are trying to find a job. They, there's a very big majority of these alleged accusers that they're aware of who they are already um, that have deleted a lot of their social media accounts suddenly. Um, and so 
they're onto them. They have a lot of what they feel is um, factual information on their part that can help exonerate Deshaun on some of the cases. I don't know about all of them. Um, and just from the, I've read every single case file that's been submitted uh, or court filing that's been uh, submitted. And, you know, a lot of people keep on asking, why do they all seem the same? Like, why are they all the same? And that's just, um, I don't know if y'all mentioned this earlier, I might've missed it, but that's Busby's tactic to develop a pattern, right. To make Deshaun look like a, a habit, a creature of habit. And that this is, you know, he's doing this with all these girls. Um, a lot of it was consensual. Vanessa's right. A lot of it was consensual. Um, so the good, I don't know. Well, Cody, I don't know if how that works, but they have, uh, they have their evidence. So what they feel is enough. So I'll, I'll go, I'll leave it at that. But, uh, I, I mean, knowing what I know, um, I can't say too much about it just because of the ongoing investigation and everything like that. But, um, there's a, there's a lot to it. Um, and I feel really bad for Deshaun because of, you know, what his name is being, you know, what's being done to his name and what's being done to his reputation. Um, and I just, I hope the truth comes out a lot sooner than later because, uh, I think it's going to shock a lot of people and there's going to be, uh, I just, I hope his name is cleared a lot sooner and I just don't want this thing to drag on any longer. Well, it's going to, it's going to take a long time. This is going to, Cody had a good point. Like there's going to be a lot that, uh, out of the, if, if 22 end up being filed, uh, there's a, a good likelihood that six, seven, eight are probably dismissed four or five or six are settled. And then, you know, there's four or five, you know, actual trials that happen. But um, this is going to take a long time. This is just the way that our legal system works, one. And then two, you, when you take into account Deshaun's status and the media and the, the allegations, uh, it, it's going to take some time. He's not Draft day is – I know you're here to poke a hole in all of John's stuff, but my opinion before you give the facts of your conversation is uh, I don't think he's traded at all. I don't. I do think that teams are interested, and I do think that there are two or three teams that would give up stuff. I do. I still think they're calling. I, I think Carolina's so. calling. I think Carolina's calling. I think Chicago's calling. I think Miami is calling. I do think that all three of those teams are in. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have a year to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position. If there's any team that's more desperate than them in the NFL, please point them out to me because they have to have a quarterback. So I do think that teams are calling, but I do not think that the – value is going to be as high as what we were expecting originally. I do think it'll be high, but I don't think it'll be what we thought. I don't think the value hasn't really been affected because from the, the conversations I've had and heard of how teams are going about checking on Deshaun, um, they're still very much interested. As of yesterday morning, um, there were still phone calls being made to the Texans and to other people to figure out where he wants to go. Um, obviously he, you know, he has his preferred destinations. Um, and you know, that's gonna, that's gonna stay quiet for a while just for the fact that it could ruin the value. You know, if, 
he was to come out with a list of, oh, I only go to these two teams, then that gives them all the leverage and, you know, the Texans have nothing. So um, there are several teams involved. Uh, the Eagles are one. The Bears are one. Um, Carolina definitely pushing. Miami is definitely pushing. Will Fuller signed with Miami on the notion and the uh, the guarantee from their front office that they would make the ultimate push for Deshaun as it approaches the draft. So it was not a coincidence that Will Fuller ended up signing with Miami. Okay, Will Fuller signed with Miami out of the idea that he was going to get to play with Deshaun again. So right now I would say they're the favorites. Um, and John McClain today said that teams are, are holding off and they're pulling back. No, they're definitely not. They've, no, it, I was just going to say the reason that they, Deshaun's trade value doesn't go down is he's a proven commodity at age 25. Like he's a needle and he's a needle in a haystack. You look at QB drafts, you look at how hard it is to find a quarterback, how, how many misses they are. He's proven his value isn't going to go down. Now, will a team be willing to pull the trigger with these things? That may yes. ultimately be a good question, yes. but we'll see. His value is still there. Yeah, Pat. Pat, 100%. can I can I ask you a question on something that I I, I kind of heard a murmur of, and was we'll see if you've heard anything similar? Sure. So I heard the restructure for Laramie was because there are conversations about moving him, and it's easier to do so for a Super Bowl team that needs a left tackle. That was the thought prior to the restructure. Now that the restructure happens, his cap number actually went up this year. So I don't know if that happens. Um, I thought it went down this year. The next year it goes up and the year after it goes up, right? Maybe I'm missing Maybe I, I haven't really. I'm pretty at. sure. I'm pretty sure the way the restructure works was they gave him a guaranteed amount or something like that, but basically spread it out. John, you would probably know better than I would, but I thought his cap it this year was 990K. Um, they freed up more cap right space, but I think there's more dead cap if they trade them. Mm. Okay. Let me double check. Let me look that up real quick. Y'all can keep talking because it's going to take me a minute. Yeah, yeah I just so heard the, that, that, but go ahead. Yeah, definitely the rumor was that if they were going to, if they're going to move to Sean, that they were going to just like completely gut any of the large contracts that were tied to the team. And Laramie was one of them. Um, uh, they would take yes. So, what they did dollar cap hit if they trade him. How much yeah, is that? They gave him a higher guarantee. Oh. My original comment was true. They gave him a higher guarantee, but it creates a higher dead cap because they would have to pay it to him because it's guaranteed money. So essentially, if they trade him, it's a twenty-four million dollar dead cap. Hit. So it sounds so like they're kind of. If they did trade him, it sounds like they're buying a first-round pick or two. Probably. This is kind of but, what I thought. Well, Anyways. Yeah, they're not they're not trading him. I think I think that would have already happened before the restructure. I mean, cool. if his name was already getting touted around, but you saw, I mean, with with the Chiefs moving on from their two tackles and Trent being out there. Um, you know, there was just too much talent out on the market. I feel that they were never going to get a return on investment for what they feel, you know, he's worth. So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Deshaun's value is still sky high. It's going to be at least three firsts, um, multiple second round picks, multiple starters that would come back. Um, they could very likely tie, you know, Whitney Merciless into the deal just to get that off the books for the next years um, to try to help the other teams out and try to help the Texans out. It could be, it, it would be probably the largest trade outside of the Herschel Walker trade in the history of the NFL as far as what's, you know, assets move back and forth between the two teams. Um, and so I, I just, I know with talking with, with people that are very, very much in the know, um, not only with the team, but in the, on the player side of things that he's still dug in. He still does not want to be in Houston. Um, he's, you know, he's focused on being elsewhere and, you know, separating himself from this team. Let me ask you this, Pat. Is there is it would there was there a possibility or a chance that the Texans had they have put out a statement showing that they will wait for more facts and evidence uh, to these allegations that they take sexual assault very seriously, but we stand by our quarterback until further, you know, something comes out. Would there have been a chance of rec- of reconciliation between the two had they have taken that stance? You know, I don't know. Um, I think. I think that's it's definitely possible, um, but I think in in today's society, with how serious these allegations are, um, that it's it's very difficult for an organization like the Texans to do something like that. Um, very privately, they may be doing that. Um, I mean, the team has known since January that this stuff was coming. That it, like, I know for a fact that they have known since January that this is all coming. So. Um, they they have not been blindsided by this. Um, it's you know, so if that conversation has happened privately, I don't know. Um, I would imagine that they they have his back to try to to show a little bit of good faith to him. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely possible. But publicly, I don't think that would have been a smart move for them, and I don't think Deshaun would expect them to do something. I don't think David would expect them to do something like that either. Yeah. I just saw that um, now that I wasn't on Twitter as much, I saw a bunch of conspiracy theories on Reddit and I was like, oh, it's very interesting thought process. Reddit's a rabbit hole of information that you can find some pretty crazy stuff. Um, all right. And I mean, then Twitter's a cesspool right now. Yeah. Absolute cesspool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something else and I totally forgot. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, what else you got, Pat? Man, I don't know. I try to keep up with all these signings that Casario's doing, and I've lost track. But I like a lot of the the guys that he's brought in. Um, I like the idea that they uh, they brought back. Uh, they're bringing back John Weeks. Um, I think that's an important aspect. Um, by all accounts, a lot of these guys that are coming in are very good locker room guys um, that are going to stand behind Cully and buy into this new regime, this new culture that everybody's you know, that they're, they're touting over there on Kirby. Um, you know, it, it would just be nice if it would work for Deshaun Watson, but um, I'm not holding my breath. I don't, I, I really don't think he plays for this team anymore. And, um, but you know, it's, it's cool to see some of these guys that they're bringing in. Um, I know it's a lot of short-term deals, one, two-year deals, low money, low guaranteed money. So some of these guys may not even make the final roster um, and it's not a big deal, but uh I like the direction that Casario is headed, for sure. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've taken away from the hurricane of moves that we've seen from Casario, I think we're at a total of 33 now, um, is competition is going to play a major, major part in everything that the Texans do moving forward. Um, they have signed 27 linebackers, um, <laughs> 92 wide receivers. Like they, they definitely are. They're building out the camp bodies. Jair, for, for those that don't follow Jair on Twitter, uh, I'm, I'm so shocked that Jair does not have 2,000 or more followers. Uh, this guy just gives you content constantly. He's constantly giving you guys content, and it's never seen. You guys should really give Jair a follow on Twitter. The guy is constantly giving you guys good nuggets all throughout the day. But um, the competition aspect is a big thing for me. I, I thought it was interesting when I saw Conley mention that Coley was a big reason David Johnson actually recruited him. I thought that was all very, very telling to me. I, you know, the locker room they're building, while it is full of Jesus, um, at the end of the day, it's full of guys and leaders as well, leaders of men. Like, And, and you couldn't ask for anything better than what's going on here. Um, I, I didn't record this part of the clip, but basically Chris Conley said, like, look, in this, in this NFL world, what you did last season, all the negativity, things of that nature, like that's going to come no matter what. There's nothing you can do, but you still go where the business is and you come in and do your job and you compete every day. And that's what we're building here in Houston. I thought that was about as good of an answer as you could probably ever get from a player. And it seemed to be very authentic and genuine. And Desmond King, uh, Kirksey, the, you know, if we're looking, we're looking at Easton, which is like great. So we're going to have a, a, a center battle, which has been needed. Uh, they're going to have guard battle. Like that's, that's how you field a good team is by competing in training camp for the whole nine weeks until the season starts. And uh, I, I yeah. love what they're doing. I really do. I think it's, you know, that was, that was the biggest issue with the Bill O'Brien era was he had his guys. There was no competition. It was, they had their roles, they had their spots and they played. Now it's like, no, that's not the case. You either are good enough to get on the field or you don't play. You know, these are the type of moves that when we had a strong star core, when we had the JJ Watts, the Hopkins, um, when we definitely had Deshaun still and the Will Fullers, these were the type of moves that we needed a GM out there making. Mm -hmm. Like these are literally, I mean, they're, they're singles. They're, I don't, I know he said he was going to try and do singles and doubles, but there's not a lot of doubles, but these are safe NFL players. Now there's a couple of guys out there that are really good. I don't, I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but for the most part, like this is just a very solid roster burn or a way to churn the roster, get some actual NFL talent onto the team, even though there's a player that I'm surprised is coming back. But, you know, it's not a bad job. Like I, I really have to say for Nick Casario, I mean, it's like nobody told him that if Deshaun's not our quarterback, we should be tanking. So now we're going to have a team that's competitive probably annoyingly so because we're actually going to want a better draft pick the following year. Vernon Hargraves. Why is he coming back? Depth. I don't think he makes the final 53 roster, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, I think the most, he's going to get the 2 million, um, like his, his deal counts 2 million against the cap until he's cut. Um, just because of the way the, the incentives are structured. They're what are they? LTBE is likely to be earned. Um, 
shout out to Texans cap Troy for teaching me that one this week. Um, so I, I, I just, I don't think he makes the final 53. I think that was just kind of a, a guy that they brought in. I mean, the corners that they've got between Roby and, and was it Desmond King and these other guys that they've brought in they're you know, they've got some, you know, some of these guys that I didn't ever expect to, to end up here and they're here. So, um, I like it. I mean, I really do. I, I think that, uh, I think this team can surprise a lot of people next year. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, make a deep run into the playoffs or anything like that. Um, but I think they're going to make a, you know, they're going to make a little bit of noise. Um, We're going to be better than we should be, which is going to be annoying. But it yeah. might make, I mean, it'll make watching the season less less painful. Yep. But it'll make it fun. At, yeah, and at the same time, we're just going to sit there and we're not going to make the playoffs. And towards the end of the season, we're just going to be kind of like, well, we should have had a better draft pick. That's what it's going to be. But during the season, you, we always want to win. So, I, I honestly, you know, if we do end up trading Deshaun, I, I, I still don't see us taking a quarterback this year. I, no, I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Uh, not, not. It's not even about Tyrod. It's just more the fact that you don't want to waste a year of that rookie deal. Um, and this roster still, while it is on a major overhaul and it looks a lot better, um, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to waste a year of a rookie on this year and potentially next year. I think you probably wait till next year to draft a quarterback, get through this rebuild, get your cap cleared up, which is going to happen after this year, given the signings and the, and the, the move on from like Whitney and Murray and Cobb and things of that nature. So I think Nick's put us in an extremely good place to be able to, honestly, I, I, I'll say it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better general manager coming in and doing what has been done. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he hasn't done anything. He's just that's fine. What he's doing is getting us through this season and then he'll start. And all these deals make a ton of sense. You know, the Desmond King signing like that's that's a position of need and a guy that has the potential to be a number one cornerback. Uh, and that could be in the future. So you could resign him next year. Um there's a lots of there's just lots of moves that he's making that could really pay off in the future, um, and I, I don't know if there's another general manager that could have came in here and done what Nick's doing. Uh, he's rebuilding a culture, overhauling the roster, and the only issue is we don't have Deshaun, so we really you know we know we're not going to be competitive or we're not going to be you know we're, we probably won't make the playoffs. We're not going to win the AFC South. I think the Colts will probably do that, but um, at the end of the day, like we're going to be a you know a six and ten team, a seven and nine team, you know, whatever it would be. But I think the games will be a lot more fun. And I think ultimately, I think they'll be competitive. And I think that's all we're really looking for this year. You lose your starting quarterback who's a top five quarterback in the league. You know, the chances of you being competitive are, are pretty slim in this league. Well, and my uh, only complaint yeah. is a lot of these guys are on the older side. Like I think Nick C has actually done a great job of putting together a team that's going to be competitive next year. But it's the same sort of complaint that I had during the season. We weren't going out and going to get like high ceiling younger guys. Uh, we were, we're going out too many of these guys are in their thirties. Like this is what you need to be competitive next year, but it doesn't really build towards your future, which I mean, they're all one year deals, So it doesn't really matter too much, but that's the only complaint that I kind of sort of have. I, I think one thing that a lot of people aren't really realizing is because of the length of these contracts, a lot of these guys, they're not banking on being here long-term. And I think a lot of them are going to come out here and they're going to play their ass off to the point to where hopefully next year, if the cap does go back up, they can hit the market again and earn that last little bit of a payday before, you know, before their career's up. And so I think 
we're going to see, you know, we, we may see um, Philip Lindsay just go out here and just kill it. Um, we may see guys, you know, the secondary guys that they brought in, some of these linebackers and stuff like that, just come out here and absolutely light the field up um, and then and then leave. And I wouldn't – I don't hate that idea, right? I mean, they may have a, a high roster turnover again next season, um, but they could also cash in on a lot of these comp picks. Um, they may end up retaining some of these guys. You know, if they retain Philip Lindsay next year, awesome. Um, I mean, I, I I like what he did in Denver. I think he's, you know, he's a really good running back in the NFL. Um, I think he's got a ton of potential. So um, the way I see it playing out is, like James said, I don't see him taking a quarterback if they can land the third overall pick unless Zach is sitting there in their face. Um because of the fact that if they get the third overall pick, Tua is likely coming back in that package. So um, they'd have Tua, Tyrod, and the kid they just got from uh, – And Devontae Smith. Who's the, <laughs> who's the kid uh, they just got from the Bengals? Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley. Yeah, yeah, the guy that beat the Steelers, right? So um, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to just kind of see how everything shakes out. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think Nick's done a wonderful job. You know, the running back room is completely different. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people are upset about about David. I think I think really for that, that was more of like a, hey, here you go, David. Like, let me do you a solid because we're gonna have the cap space and we're just gonna do right by you because you went through the NFL's worst trade in the history of the NFL, and if we cut you, uh, you're gonna get destroyed we're going to get destroyed um so here's just kind of like a a good bidding on our end um but like the running back room with ingram Lindsay, and, and david you could everybody could say what they want about david but as a receiving back he was great last year uh the last two weeks of the, of the season he, he was really good a very decisive runner uh they're going to switch to a power scheme it looks like with the guys that they're bringing in which is ideal to all three running backs um and it, it just makes a ton of sense so you know, and then you put Tyrod Taylor in that Lamar Jackson type role with the Ravens offense. Is he Lamar Jackson? Obviously not. I think how old is Tyrod Taylor? He's like 31 now, 32, something like that. Um, so, you know, he's not, he's obviously not the guy that he used to be, but you can win with him. Um, and then when you support him with all those running backs, a better offensive line, which it will be a better offensive line. Uh, the weapons are still there. You still have Cooks, you still have Cobb, you still have Kiki. Isaiah Coulter will be in, in his second year. Um, you know, Audrey Roberts, um, Chris Conley. So there's, yeah, I think they will. I think they will. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt a lot of people. Only That's the only bad move Nick has made. The the only only thing is, is did Sean, did Deshaun make Chad or (laughs) like, we we really don't know. Um, but, um, I, I do think that there, like that there's a chance for this offense to be somewhat fun and, and enjoyable. Really, the, the biggest issue is defense for me still. I want to see it all put together because that's what killed this team last year, and a lot of it had to do with coaching. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we complained on here that the Texans were going to have to re-sign an entire defense, and, you know, it was kind of a joke, but Nick really did it. <laughs> like, he did it just he really in linebackers. <laughs> He's got enough to field 11 linebackers right now. It's, it's I know. Ridiculous. But I mean, I, one thing I didn't talk about is the, the Shaq Lawson thing, like getting McKinney out of here. Um, yeah. I mean, that was an excellent move. Um, they need help on the defensive line and he's, you know, he's not putting up 15, 20 sacks a season. Um, 
But if he's getting seven or eight, if you've got four guys up the front getting seven or eight sacks a season, that's good. That's a decent defense. Um, that takes a lot of pressure off your secondary. Um, it kind of hides some of the flaws that they they may have if you've got guys if you've got Vernon Hargraves out there starting, um, or if they can just at least put pressure on the quarterback and make him uncomfortable and make him make some bad decisions in the pocket, then you know things will uh, things will work out. I, I kind of interested to see how Lovey Smith puts all that together. I really am. So. Yeah, our defense should be substantially better next year, and it's it's just one of those things that regardless of what you think about Nick Casario, if we had had him, if we had had him two years ago when we originally went to get him, our roster would be in such a better spot now. Like that's what he's proven. Like that's yeah. what he's absolutely Career proven. Coach. Brandon would still have Bill O'Brien as that coach, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if they're, if they're playing better than who, who really cares at the end of the day. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know really what else to say about the the roster. I think I think the roster is in, is in a better place than what it was at. Um, a good coaching staff, you know. I, I'm really liking the hire of Coley as of right now, and and I'm kind of seeing the vision for what they or what they envisioned for Coley was really to truly be that CEO, head coach, um, manages the manages his coordinators, manages you know everybody else within it. Um, and just kind of lets them do their thing. Let's the young coaches come in, implement their game plans, gives them their, his opinion and things that they may need to change. But outside of that, um, you know, they're going to kind of run with it. And ideally that's, that's what all we wanted from Bill O'Brien was for him to kind of take a step back, let yeah. his guys be, be them. And, and then, you know, we had an opportunity. It's too bad. We won't be able to see it with Deshaun. Uh, Cause you know, I really think that, him and Tim were, were cooking with a ton of gas at the end of the season. And the, the addition of Pep Hamilton, I thought this really could have had an opportunity to really be something special on offense. But um, ultimately I think what they're putting together is, you know, a rebuild year that we have to get through and um, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, again, it's just credit to next C like this is going to be a painful year, but for a rebuilding year, for a cap clearing year, for kind of like that hard reset, but he got guys in that's going to make it less than measurable. We're at least going to we're not going to be the most incompetent team out on the field, and this is even with me projecting without having Deshaun Watson as our quarterback. Whereas last year we had Deshaun and the most incompetent team out on the field, so that's what's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. No. I think the worst part is the worst part of this year is going to be not seeing number four at quarterback no matter what comes out of all of this that's going to be the part that people are going to have and fans are going to have a real hard time fathoming is the fact that you don't have deshaun watson under center for the next 10 years and and, you know this the fact that they knew in january is very telling because it really kind of lays out the, the the whole situation from front to back now right they found out in january he was a part of conversations to be involved, finds out conversations about being involved at that point are kind of early dismissed. He's not involved. They hire Nick. They go with who they want to with head coach. And it's all kind of taken off since then. Yeah. No, th- I mean, the team knew about the the one, the initial accuser, um, the, the volume that has come forward since that was – that has caught them off guard. That has caught the team off guard. That's caught the league off guard. 
Um, the league knew about the initial one as well. So the Texans did their due diligence in informing the league that something had happened. Um, uh, there was communication there. So this whole thing that the team and Watson hadn't spoken since in months um, was completely preposterous because they had this going on behind the scenes. And um, But they did a really good job of keeping it quiet. Um, but I won't completely close the door on him playing for this team any, again. Um, there is a slight chance, there's a very small chance that he still plays here, um, depending on how things shake out legally for him. Um, and, you know, I, I still understand that Nick does not want to trade him. Nick is still very adamant that he does not want to trade him, regardless of what other, you know, people are, are saying. Um, I know John McClain is saying that he expects him to be traded and everything like that. John is talking to Cal and Cal alone. Jack does not have Nick's ear. Um, or I'm sorry, Nick does not speak to John. Nick speaks to NFL Network. And I don't know if anybody has picked up on that yet. That Rappaport, Palmer, Garofalo, those guys are the first ones to get any of the information coming out of Houston because that is where Nick funnels it. It's uh, Ian and it's Ian and Tom Pelissario that that talk yeah. specifically to Nick. Yeah, 100 percent um i have a feeling jack is is speaking to people on maybe on both sides on espn and nfl network and uh, locally yeah um but you know that it is what it is you know jack is still involved in everything he's not making the final decision so um that is definitely nick's doing nick is the one making the final call on all of this stuff um but John is very disconnected right now. Um, he's had a long, really long, respectable run. Use his last name because whenever you say John, when you're talking about John McClain, Sorry, that, John McClain, you know, kind of hurts my feelings. Not sometimes. John Wade. <laughs> um, John McClain is very disconnected. I feel um, I don't think he has a whole lot of you know. If you've paid attention over the last week, he has broken zero signings, zero. That should tell you everything right now that you need to know. I, I can tell you who's breaking every single one. If you guys are paying attention, you guys will know exactly where it's coming from. So yeah, it's all there. It's, it's all it's Aaron there. Wilson. Aaron Wilson yeah. has done a, a killer job over the past week. Um, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He, he's Aaron's been, on been spot on on everything and he's beaten everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few that, you know, some of the national guys have gotten uh, one from an agent here or there. Um, but Aaron was right on their tail. Um, you know, he's done a really good job and he's been covering college kids too. So I think Aaron's been, you know, he's been working his, his tail off this whole week. Um, and so shout out to Aaron, Aaron Wilson for, for kicking ass this week and making Houston media look good. Um, I agree with the Deshaun thing. So, um, you know, I, there's an outside chance that Deshaun plays for the Texans again, but, uh, you know. Here's the here's the thing. I think I think I think if uh, if if somehow some way they can clear it up, he's this guy's going to be on a mission to show. It, look, winning cures all. No matter what, I went through this with Kobe. I remember. I remember exactly how it felt. I remember exactly what my gut and everything inside me like felt. It was awful. It was one of the worst feelings as a fan I could ever fucking experience. Um, but he went out there and he delivered yeah. and, and he didn't rape anybody or at least my opinion, he didn't, he didn't rape anybody. Um, but, um, and if Deshaun does that and comes out and, you know, if he's just a horny 25 year old kid, which 
I don't know how you guys were when you were 25, but, um, you know, that's just kind of comes with the nature of being a, a man, I guess. I don't know, but that doesn't excuse him. I don't mean to mean to say it like that. I'm just saying, I think he likes to entertain and have conversations yeah. with ladies. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if that's what it, if, if that's at the end of the day, if that's what it all boils down to is just that he's, you know, he's looking for that. Um, and that's what was going on. That's, that's his business. Um, I don't care how he, he gets it. That's, that's none of my business. Um, you know, and as, as a, as a father of a, both a, a boy and a girl, I, I'm torn on this, right? Like um, as a, as a father of a son, if, you know, his name was being dragged through the mud and, and these type of things um, being accused of this stuff, um, you know, obviously I would want the truth to come to light. Um, and if he's guilty, he needs to serve the punishment. If he's not, then, the other party needs to serve the punishment. But as yep. a, a father of a daughter also, um, that's my absolute worst nightmare is to hear that story ever come across. And, you know, it happened to her. Um, and I would, you know, I would want the person that did those, those, those vile things to, to be held accountable um, and to pay that, that price. Um, but also I would be severely disappointed and very, 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 very angry Um if she ever fabricated a story like that. So um, it's a very tough spot to be in. Um, and I just, I, I hope the truth comes out and I hope that uh, eventually everybody can put this behind them and we can move forward as a, not only as a fan base, um, but as a city um, with everything that's happened this past year in sports. And I know, I know Houston fans have been through a lot with, the Harden stuff and, and Russell Westbrook and the Astros and losing Springer and stuff like that. Um, I've had my fair share over the years with Boston and losing Boogie bets recently from the Red Sox. And so it's a, uh, it's been a shitty few years for everybody. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Uh, ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, however, this plays out, you know, the guilty party is the guilty party and the guilty party should pay um, for, for what happens. And as of right now, it's all speculation. The only people that know as of right now, who's guilty and who's not is Deshaun and the masseuses and, uh, and, 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 and Bernie <laughs> a, a little bit because the former strippers, you mean? <laughs> yes. And, and, the, and the former, stri- former strippers slash masseuses. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like I, I talked to three, and they've given them massages for three years, and they say, and, and one of them's um, a beautiful woman. And James, here's the problem: you talk to three. That's fine. That's fine. But that's kind the, of like the the ongoing problem. Like, it's not though. And, <laughs> I don't yeah, understand that logic. Anybody can say anything, John. Anybody can say anything. He has all the resources in the world. All okay. the resources in the world. Uh huh. You should be going to professionals, not messing around with Instagram masseuses. Wait, but who labeled, labeled them masseuses, John? Him? Apparently or, they did. No, 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 no. Him or them? Busby. Correct. So you're you're saying masseuses because that's what's in the court filing. They're not on Instagram as masseuses, John. I know that you don't roll in that world very often. But at, 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 when it comes to friends and, and things I've seen, they're not masseuses. They're working girls. <laughs> and you know what? He would be better off if they were. Well, don't be surprised when that comes out. 
Because that's what these kids do. They reach out to Instagram and they hook up. That's just the way it is. That's the that's the world we live in, bro. Yep. So masseuses should not be used. That word should that probably should all be. If you're not if you're not fucking licensed, you're not a masseuse. Sorry, I'm not a masseuse. I rub my wife's back all the time when she wants when she wants her back rub. I don't ever the next day go to work be like, oh yeah, you know what? Just found out I'm a masseuse. I rubbed my wife's back last night. You know, you're you're not wrong, but you shouldn't be going out on Instagram looking for for, for massages. You're right. You're absolutely 100 percent right. Like the way he went about this whole thing. That's the part. Wrong. That's the okay. part. I do yeah. not disagree there at all. I think he went about this completely wrong. Um, he's a horn dog, and he's you know it, he did it the wrong way. Um, well, I mean, I have absolutely he's no problems with him being a horn dog. Go look at a, go read like what Jim Kelly did when he was in Houston. Like they, with the um, and the reason that's on my mind is uh, read the book about the USFL. Like I had no idea just how crazy Jim Kelly was back in the day. Like it's the same sort of it's the same sort of shit. And like Jim that McMahon? happens. And Jim McMahon, like it's the same. So it's it's always happening as professional football players. It's always going to happen. The problem was the type he's going in to those massages with that ex- expectation. That's that was what the problem was. I don't think he's the only one going in there with that expectation, though. I mean, because I, uh, exactly, these, that's the part these, that <laughs> some of these girls are not strictly to massage they are they're there for the extracurricular activity right um and they have been linked to athletes across the board from other sports um they have been linked to rappers um i mean there's going to be a lot of the stuff that comes out eventually um when the process plays out that i think we can we we could talk about this offline but um it's gonna it's gonna shock some people and it's gonna kind of open some people's eyes um, to what's really happening um, in that scene, uh, and it'll it'll definitely take some of the the pressure off of Deshaun. And it's going to change the landscape of the way that athletes and rappers and all of this go about this, because yeah. this is a part of the culture, and that's the part that people seem to be missing. This yep. is a part of the culture. This is the, it, it, this is them meeting women through Instagram. Hey, I'm a high profile guy. You're a high profile influencer or IG model or whatever it would be. Like these are these are the conversations that are had. It's documented. It happens all the time. It's a cultural thing. Yep, unfortunately. So, but I got to run, fellas. It was it was great to be back uh, to stop in and say hi. Um, I can't say I'm I'm back because I'm not, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, well, you can't um, say that, and then and then and then come. It, everybody's going to start pointing out all these things, like they did. Like, well, oh, you're back. Oh, what's this? And then all the news and all that stuff. What are you doing? I thought you thought I you mean, weren't getting into that. Let's let's be real. It, it never it it stopped. Okay, um, for a very very long time. My, you know, um, I have definitely dialed it back a lot. Okay, um, and I'm in a much better place than I was a few months ago. Um, I feel a lot less stressed in my life and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happier. So, uh, I think, uh, 
you know, I, I won't be on here all the time. Um, I'm always accessible on, on Twitter, but there's no Instagram. There's no Facebook stuff for me anymore. Um, you know, I've dialed it back a, a lot. So, yeah. Definitely no, don't it. blame you it. because the shit sucks. <laughs> the shit hey, just sucks right now. I miss Swan. I miss everybody, but yeah, we're just interacting with Swan. I love, I love talking to her. I, she's my favorite person to talk to about Texans. She's, she's the greatest. But you can't disagree with her because if you do, you're wrong. But outside <laughs> of that, <laughs> uh, but, but she's, she's awesome and she always brings up good points. But uh, no, I agree. Look, uh, things are crazy. Training camps ramping back up. I'm getting back into that as well. And, you know, we'll be back to normal here shortly, but um, just wanted to come on here and have some conversations about some things that were happening, give you guys my opinion. And again, just my opinion, just uh, just Pat's opinion, just John's opinion. None of us are lawyers. None of us have a degree in, in law. Um, we can only speak on experiences that we've either seen or heard or uh, heard secondhand from people close to certain people. And, and that's really it. So yeah. Um, that's it. And I think we just said what a lot of the radio hosts and national media are kind of scared to say. They're, they're scared to give you guys the two different opinions and, and their thoughts because they have uh, they have something to protect. And for us, we fucking don't. So we get to fucking roll up our sleeves and just say what the fuck we want. Yeah, that's another thing. If you notice that ESPN has barely touched this and NFL Network has skirted by it and briefly talked about it, and that's it. They don't want to touch this. They don't want that that type of energy until more of the the uh, the facts come to light. And I think that's how uh, that's how we all got to play it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we get more information from Deshaun's camp this week. Yeah, I think there's going to be some more coming out, and uh, I'm looking forward to it for sure. I'm tired Word. of reading court filings. Oh God, me too. I haven't read the two new ones. I just don't care to. Uh, they're all copy, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, and then change a little bit. But um, John, what else you got? I think that's it. We're at an hour and ten, so that's plenty of pod. Sweet, cool. Well, you guys all have a great week. Uh, good to talk to my boys. Thank you guys for ch- tuning in. Uh, glad that I could talk to you guys. I'll be back on Twitter. Yes, Matt, uh, probably in like, I don't know, right around training camp. I'll probably get my password back and my account back. But um, outside of that, guys, I'm Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We'll catch you guys next week.